This is episode 85, The Power of Overcommunicating with Your Clients. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Stephanie Lanes. I'm the owner of Stephanie Lanes Institute Beauty Business Podcast. This episode, we're really going to have a great conversation specifically about communicating. So many of you have definitely had issues of where you spent great time communicating with your clients and then you went silent. And then when you needed them to be consistent and respond to what you're communicating, they didn't. When I'm coaching estheticians, I'm very clear on helping them understand that every client has a preference of how they would like to be communicated with. The disconnect is, is we actually don't ask them their preference. We assume everyone reads our email. We assume everyone's following us on socials. We assume that they read any flyer we have posted in our business. But in actuality, every client has a preference how they would like to be communicated with you. So when I start with estheticians and I start explaining to them, you're going to have multiple ways that you're going to communicate, but you need to know what client likes to be communicated just email, which client wants a phone call and or text which client is only going to be in your Facebook group and that's the only way they want to be communicated with, and then which customer and client only wants to look at your socials. When you understand that, the way you communicate now in your mind is going to be over-communicating, but to them, it will be the only way they interact with you in the business outside of an appointment. Or if you have clients that are purchasing your products, that's the only way they're communicating with you. And the issues that many of you have could totally be solved if you understand that simple principle, which means in order for your clients to respond with what you need them to know, you're going to have to communicate in the way that they prefer. It's not your preference. And the estheticians and businesses that get this do extremely well because they understand they have to communicate the same thing more than once. So when I start talking about Facebook groups, social media, emails, flyers in your business, I'm pretty sure that there is something that you are communicating with right now, but you're not getting the response that you want. And I always very clearly explain this. Every client has a way they would like to be communicated with. I don't think it's any easier or I can't make it any simpler than that, but what I try to get many of you to understand is it's not by your preference. So I get this argument quite a bit. Many estheticians are like, well, I only want to text clients. You may have 20% of your clientele that only want to receive texts. What do you do about the 80% that don't or don't read it? You have another 20% that may only look at email. What are you going to do with the other 60%? Like you have to start understanding the multiple ways that you are communicating have to be very intentional when it comes to people and their preference. So on the client, um, the client intake forms or the consent forms or any forms that you have, whether it's digital or it's written, you should have on there a preference of communication. How do you prefer to be communicated with? Is it text? Is it email? Is it phone call? Is it in our Facebook group? 
Is it just following me on Instagram? Is it only following me on Facebook or TikTok? Like if you know this, then you know that you're going to have to be consistent in every single space that you occupy with that type of communication as well. So to you, it might be over communicating, but to them, they're just hearing it for the first time. And I'm very clear when I help people understand, they have to see the same thing seven times before they make a decision. So if that means that you're going to post seven times on TikTok for that one situation you need a decision made on, you're going to do that. If you need to send seven different emails for one situation, you're going to do that. If you're going to post in your private group seven different times for the same thing, you're going to do that. So I hope you kind of understand where the seven comes in. But I will say, since we did our mastermind in August for the client appreciation event, every esthetician that has taken that mastermind and masterclass has understood when I say that you're over communicating and they understand now that their clients do prefer a certain method of communication. So moving forward, they are unable to go back to the old ways of how they were communicating. And I'm very clear in this because when you see the proof in the pudding, when you see the evidence of what I'm explaining and you start over communicating, you see such a greater, stronger, more consistent response from your clients. I do believe this is one of the most important parts of your business that often estheticians will not pick up. They don't want to think about it. They don't even want to do actionable items to get themselves to the point of over communicating. They assume everyone knows. And I love when I get the opportunity to educate estheticians and break it down very simply. They put it into action and then they see what I'm saying. And now they can't communicate any other way. And I hope all of you who are listening get to this point in your business. This is just a very simple thing that you can do, but it's an important part that's missing. So if all you do is send an email once a month, or all you do is post on socials, or all you do is put flyers in your business, I can guarantee you 50 to 60% of your clientele is not paying attention. Now, you do have some nosy Nellies. So I do love posting and sharing where you should be posting in your business, especially on the back of that bathroom door. That is always going to be something that you should definitely use as an information space. The back of your treatment door or anywhere they're going to hang up their belongings or set their belongings down. You should have information right there so they can be nosy and stare and look and see whatever you're doing. If you have the ability of putting something on your roof of your treatment room, that they can look at and read and you can interchange it and make it really fun. That's another step of communicating because when they're in the treatment room, all they can do is look up at your ceiling. So if you understand that, then I think a lot of you wouldn't have as many struggles as you have with getting your clients to respond with what you want, whether that's a price increase, whether that's a new product, whether it's a new service, like half of the clientele know because you're really only communicating half to half of your clients because you feel the way you communicate, everyone should know. And that's not how it works. And I do love being able to explain this in this way. As a matter of fact, I actually have a masterclass in our esthetician business community that's breaking down how to over communicate 24 seven. Like you always have to be over communicating. It has to be a part of your business. You can look at it as over communicating, but you're looking at it as effectively communicating with every single client that you have. And I love helping estheticians understand this simple method of communication.
And the examples I give are very easy. You have a new product, but not everyone knows about it because you're not getting the information to everyone. You're just not. But if you would understand that they need to see that you have a new product seven times before they're like, oh, you have a new product, then it starts to make sense. For your price increase, many of you don't do a price increase yearly. You should, but when you do it, you don't communicate it well. And so it's received wrong. And then people have attitudes and then you have attitudes because it's like I've said that we were doing a price increase. However, you didn't over communicate the price increase. You didn't over communicate on socials. You didn't over communicate in your Facebook group. You didn't over communicate in your email and you definitely didn't over communicate in the business. So if you took that strategy of over communicating and covered all the places that you are speaking to people and getting them information that they need, the response would be different. And I love helping you all get to that point in your business so that you think, maybe I'm not communicating as well as I could. Maybe I could over-communicate. Maybe I could be more consistent. Instead of doing an email once a month, maybe I could do an email twice a month. If I wanted to see a bigger difference in the response from people, maybe I should make a better and more consistent effort to be consistent in the communication that I'm doing. No, I haven't asked my clients how they prefer to be communicated with. I never thought that I should, but maybe Stephanie is right that half of the information that some get could be more consistent. And I give a lot of our public businesses, whatever you want to call it in our beauty industry, it doesn't matter. You know, a lot of people are like, I can't be like a big box store and email all day long. If you understand the power of email and you understand that there's big boxes that email consistently, it's to catch when people actually read the email, right? And I really had to break this down when I was in about my 10th year, maybe 11th year of being in business and doing aesthetics and understanding how my, my clients were being, how they looked at my business and did everyone know what I was doing, what I was offering, what services I had, what products I had to refer. See, I took it to the referral space. Because I would get a whole bunch of referrals when I communicated one way and then they would all stop. And then magically I would communicate a different way and then they would all come back. And it really started to dawn on me that yes, my clients are amazing, but I didn't give them a reason to refer to me. I wasn't communicating that I needed referrals. In their minds, I was their only esthetician and they were my only client. That's really how I set it up. I rarely had clients that were back to back. I had a nice good space. No one saw someone leaving. No one saw someone coming in. I never had to rush to turn my room over. Like I was really intentional with how I was conducting services. So it really was for me an aha moment in the way I was communicating when it came to referrals. My clients didn't know. They didn't know I needed more clients. They didn't see anybody. I rarely ever talked about any other client. Matter of fact, I never did. I never talked about my other clients. So to them, they were the only client in their mind. So why would they refer? And then when I started promoting a uh, bring a friend event, 
And, and I love bring a friend events. If you know me and my events and doing things in the business, I love planning a bring a friend event. Bring a friend would always grow my business exponentially because every amazing client would bring another amazing potential client and all of them would become my client. Like I love bring a friend events. But when I did a bring a friend event and they realized I needed clients, it was so easy. So when I communicated, I was having a bring a friend event. I did it by email. I did it um, in my little baggies. I had little flyers that I put into them when they were buying their retail. Um, I had emails and I had text. So I completely understand what it meant for me to get that aha moment. Like, hey, my clients don't know that I need referrals. Or hey, my clients didn't even know that I was putting together a bring a friend event or my anniversary event or my client appreciation event. They didn't know because I didn't communicate well. I wasn't over communicating. Yes, I wanted them to be involved. Yes, I wanted them to bring their bestie because I totally wanted to grow my clientele, but they did not know. So now I had to go back to the drawing board and be very specific with the way I was communicating because I thought I was over communicating and I wasn't. And then I started spreading it around. I was over communicating by text. I was over communicating by email. The ones that love to talk to me on the phone, I would call them on the phone. The ones that love to follow whatever I was doing on socials, I did it there. Like I really changed the way I viewed communicating because obviously what I was doing was not communicating well, which means I had to start over and then take that principle of seven. If they have to see it seven times, if they have to hear it seven times, they have to read it seven times. I have to be consistent and I got to communicate the way they prefer. So that means every method of communication has to be done seven times for the same thing. When I adopted that, a lot of stuff changed. And I still say I love a good bring a friend event, um, but the communication was very, very eye-opening to me because my clients just didn't know that I was open to referrals. They didn't know. So how could they give me something that they were unaware about? And I would challenge you, do your clients know you need referrals? Or have you made it so comfortable that you're telling yourself you don't want to be pushy? You know, it's on my website. I give a discount, but do they really know? Do they really know that you need referrals? Do they really know that your business can really only grow with referrals? Or are you pretending that everything is fine and you're not communicating that well? I would go with you're not communicating that well and you make it seem like everything is fine when really behind the curtain and under the scenes it's not. And I know the fake it till you make it. I did it for years. So I understand. But when I started communicating what I needed and started enjoying expressing it in that way, it changed. I don't know why I was so nervous. I don't know why I would hold myself back. Like they didn't know. They just really didn't know. So it was really eye-opening to be like, dang, if I would have done this sooner, I definitely would have had a very different business. I wouldn't have struggled as long. And you know, my point of this podcast is to share my struggles and to share mistakes that I made so you don't make them. But one of the biggest mistakes that I consistently made was not over communicating, was faking till I made it. So 
my clients just didn't know I needed referrals. They didn't know that um, I wanted to grow my business because I made them feel like VIP. They didn't see anybody. So whether you're, you know, not stating it, obviously, or you're not communicating well, if you need referrals, which we all do, we all love it, I would probably push you to say they don't know that you need referrals. It's not been expressed consistently. The reason I love a bring a friend event is so that they're invited. And most of my clients would do all the sales for me. I didn't do anything. I stood there and said, hello, got introduced. They took them over to the retail space. They took them over here. This is what I use. You got to get this, la, la, la. Like they did all of those things. I didn't do anything. And I think when we understand um, how much our clients really enjoy what we offer, but we never give them the opportunity to bring family or friend to our space and share their enjoyment, until you do it, you're kind of like, huh. You know, I love when I'm coaching estheticians and they do their first event and they're they're kind of awestruck. Like, I remember one esthetician was telling me that um, one of her clients just couldn't make it, but she wanted to give her money because she couldn't make it to the event and she just wanted to bless her event. There was others. Those are other estheticians that said that they had so many referrals from one client they didn't even know that this client would bring so many people to their event. We never give them the benefit of the doubt. We never give them the opportunity because we don't communicate what we need. And one thing about our business is that we are growing a community. These are a community of people who like the same thing. They enjoy the services that you offer. If they don't know that you want to grow that community or you're inviting them to, to bring friends and family to your community, how would they? Why would they? And I like talking to estheticians about their business and really kind of molding it into more of a community, community of people who enjoy giving your business money and what you offer. So when you kind of flip it into that space, the community is, is interactive. There's a need that you need that can only be fulfilled by your community. But the only way it can be fulfilled is if you communicate what you need. And with your specific community, you're going to have to over-communicate because some may forget, some don't pay attention. So now you're going to be over-communicating what you need. And I think when you really take a step back and you look at your business and you look at the community that you've built, you probably haven't been really consistent when it comes to communication. You probably have not communicated the way they needed, and you probably haven't communicated as well as you could. And communication is such an important part, especially in our community, because our community is based on relationships. That is really the core of it. We are in a relationship with our clients. Is there a money exchange? Absolutely. But we know their business. They come in with their problems. They come in with drama. 
at entertainment. Some don't want to say nothing. They just want to let the world go when that closes that door before the service starts. Like there's so much that we have in our community that we're not great at telling them what we need. And so when I express the power of over-communicating, to you, it may seem like you're over-communicating, but to them, it's simple communication. And if you don't have enough referrals, I would challenge you to listen to this podcast again, especially with my experience when it came to referrals, because a lot of our clients don't know. They don't know. Yes, it's on your website, but they think you're obligated to say that, but they don't know. So inviting them to bring, and that's why I love a bring a friend event, but inviting them to invite family and friends may have to be something that you extend to them, whether it's by text, by phone call, by socials, by Facebook, by email, however, and be consistent with that. If you have a new product, a new service, a price increase, all of those things, anything that you do in the business where everyone needs to know, you're going to need to over-communicate that and over-communicate it in each and every way that you communicate with everyone in your community. Is it that simple? Yes. Could I have been better at communicating? Absolutely. But what I kind of took away with the understanding when I started planning my bring a friend events and client appreciation day and all of these things is clients loved it. They loved knowing what was going on. They loved being involved. They loved bringing their friends. They loved the events. Like they loved all of it because it was a part of me outside of being in the service itself. So the fact that it was outside of the service, it really became a different opportunity for them to see a different side of me. But again, it still strengthened that relationship. So I would challenge you, if you have really been in a space where you're not really sure what is happening, you know, you know that you have certain times of the year that you're super busy. You have other times that you're just barely hanging on. You could be communicating better. You could be planning things a lot better and more consistent. But at the end of the day, you're not really over communicating what you need because you're choosing not to. So I challenge you, and that's easy. Take something really simple, new service, new product. New product, I think, is super easy. So let's stay with just a new product. Over-communicate it. Do the seven. Seven emails, seven posts, seven groups, seven texts, seven flyers in your business. See how it changes. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love how it goes if you take up this challenge. I would love it. This episode is sponsored by the Esthetician Summit. April 21st through the 23rd, 2024 at the Plano Event Center. There will be 50 classes for estheticians as well as free CEs for online training for Texas estheticians and Texas cosmetologists. For more information and to register and join us, you can go to www.estheticiansummit.com.